0: Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Good morning, friends and faithful listeners. I just love John. John is one of my favorite gospels. I think I say that about all the gospels, though. Every single time we start a new gospel, I'm always like, this is one of my favorite gospels. <laughs> I love them all. I love all of the gospels. I don't know if I had to choose between all the gospels, maybe Luke. I think maybe Luke is one of my favorites, but how can I pick between all four of them? Because they're all so different, they're all so unique. I don't know. I really like Mark also, though. (laughs) But then I like Matthew, too. (laughs) Anyway, tell me what your favorite gospel is. I mean, we haven't really gone through the book of uh, John yet. We're starting that today. But tell me what your favorite gospel has been so far and what we've covered. You can contact me uh, via the contact information in the bio of this podcast episode. Love to hear what your favorite gospel is. But yeah, we're going to start John chapter one today. And obviously what I said at the very beginning of this podcast episode is the first verse of John chapter one. And it's a really cool verse. In the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God. So many elements to that verse, and we're going to get into that here in a moment. But before I begin talking about John chapter one, I actually just want to talk about the book of John real quick. So John obviously was one of the 12 disciples. He was the brother of James. And John and James were the sons of thunder you'll hear them being described like that a handful of times throughout the gospels the sons of thunder jesus often picks peter james and john as his like three kind of main ish disciples they're often the ones that are around for like really big events like the raising of jairus's daughter when jesus raised that little girl from the dead and then also the transfiguration of jesus on the mountain peter james and john were all there for that So John was one of the main 12 disciples. He was with Jesus a lot, and uh, he often refers himself in this gospel to the disciple whom Jesus loved. He refers himself to that often. I think that's really nice. But if you remember what I said about the previous gospels, they each follow a theme. Matthew's theme is that Jesus was a great teacher. Now, of course, Matthew was also one of the 12 disciples. So Matthew, when he wrote his gospel, he was making the point that Jesus was a great teacher. Now, when Mark wrote his gospel, the gospel of Mark, the theme of Mark was that Jesus was a great servant. He was always like jumping from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And then Luke, I would say that Luke's theme was that Jesus had authority because he was always showing his authority. People were always like awestruck by the authority that he had. Jesus had authority. Now, if you were to look at the book of John, (laughs) you will notice a theme very quickly in the very first verse, and that is that Jesus is God. In fact, John states it in the very first verse. And what's interesting about what we're going to read today, which is John 1 verses 1 through 18, John completely sums up all of the book of John in these few verses. He's summing up the entire book at the very beginning of the book. And he sums it up by basically saying that Jesus is, in fact, God, God in human flesh. So let's see what John 1 verses 1 through 18 has to say. As always, grab your Bible and your cup of coffee. And I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. version this morning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness hasn't overcome it. There came a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came as a witness that he might testify about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but was sent that he might testify about the light. The true light that enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, and the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own, And those who were his own didn't receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become God's children, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh and lived among us. We saw his glory, such glory as of the one and the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified about him. He cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me, for he was before me. From his fullness, we all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The one and only son who is in the bosom of the father has declared him. I remember memorizing that when I was a little kid. Very famous portion of scripture. I'm going to guess a lot of you guys have heard it. So let's go ahead and talk about the first verse here. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, I mean, that's that's very clear who John is talking about here. He is talking about the Word. The Word is Jesus, because we see later on that uh, John very much clarifies this by saying, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, is what it says. And it says that humanity saw his glory, saw the glory of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. So basically, John is saying that Jesus is the Word. So why does John call Jesus the Word? Well, in order to understand that, we got to go back to the Greek. (laughs) The word that John is using here for Word is actually logos. And logos means word. Like it does translate into English as word. But oftentimes in Jewish culture, they would interchange God for Logos. They would interchange those two words. So Logos in a lot of cases meant God. So that's kind of what John is, is doing here. He's saying that in the beginning was Logos. And Logos was with God and Logos was God. So he's basically just saying that Logos equals Jesus Logos equals God. Logos was in the beginning. <laughs> John in my opinion was one of the simplest writers, but yet it's very complex at the same time. He really had a gift for explaining complex things very well and very easily, which is why a lot of people actually say if you're a new Christian you should start in the book of John. I mean, I I think there's some truth to that. I like the book of John and I think it's a great book. But personally, I think that because the Bible is a book, (laughs) it also works very well if you start at the very beginning of everything. But what's cool here is that John is stating that Jesus was in the beginning. Jesus was not created. He was not made by God. He was in the beginning. He was with God and he was God. What John is doing here really follows Genesis 1-1. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. John is starting out his gospel in a very similar way. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So he's bringing it all back to the beginning. And he goes on to state here that the Word made everything. In verse 3 here, all things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. So he's stating that in the beginning of time, similar to Genesis, Everything was created through the word. So that means that Jesus created the earth. <laughs> a lot of people say that uh, God, the father created the earth. And I do believe that all three of them have a hand in creating the, the world, which I am going to talk about once again in the Christmas Eve special. But uh, it says here in John and other portions of scripture that Jesus was the one who created everything. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. All through scripture, life and light are basically the same thing. It says that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness hasn't overcome it. So Jesus, the word is light. And he is also life. He spoke things into existence. He created things. And he is God. This is what John is saying at the very beginning of his gospel. Jesus is God. And we're going to see that entire theme playing out all through the book of John. So after this, in verse six, John starts talking about a man named John. (laughs) And this is not the same John that is writing uh, the gospel of John, The John that John is talking about is John the Baptist. There's a lot of Johns. But John the Baptist, it says, was a man sent from God and he was a witness. He was going to testify about the light because don't forget, Jesus now equals four things. He equals the word, he equals God, he equals the light, and he equals the life. (laughs) So there's a lot of themes playing out already In these first few verses, and honestly, I could spend probably like hours talking just about this portion of scripture because there's so much to unpack in these first few verses of John. So much to unpack. And you could go down any number of discussions with any of this. But to keep it brief, basically, John the Baptist was the person who was coming before Jesus to testify about Jesus, to talk about him, to tell other people that he is in fact the light that all may believe through him. Then verse eight, he or John, John the Baptist was not the light. It's really interesting that uh, John clarifies all that. John the Baptist was not the light, but was sent that he might testify about the light. So John the Baptist himself, not the light. And he came right out and said it. He was like, Nope, I'm not the Messiah. I am not the light. I am here to talk about that light. And then, verse 9, the true light that enlightens everyone was coming into the world. That was John's message. Repent from your sins because the kingdom of God is at hand. That was what we see John the Baptist often talking about. And uh, John the Baptist was a very, very important player for preparing the people for jesus's ministry john the baptist had a lot of traction he had a growing number of followers and disciples who followed him everything he was doing was pointing to jesus and after john was imprisoned jesus actually took over john's ministry and started preaching the exact same things that uh, john the baptist was preaching jesus started saying repent from your sins because the kingdom of God is here, not at hand. John the Baptist was saying the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, it's coming really quickly. It's almost here. So repent of your sins. And then Jesus, once he took over John the Baptist's ministry, he started saying, repent from your sins because God's kingdom is here. I'm right here. So you need to repent. So that was the role of John the Baptist. We're going to talk more about him in a moment. But now John, the writer of the John's gospel, goes on to say in verse 10 that Jesus was in the world, or in other words, the word was in the world. The world was made through him and the world didn't recognize him. So Jesus, the one who made the world, didn't recognize him as their creator. He came to his own and those who were his own didn't receive him. John is really just summing up everything that he is about to talk about regarding Jesus, because this is exactly what happens to Jesus. He comes to his own, his own creation, and his own didn't receive him. But then there's hope. But those that did receive him, he gave them the right to become God's children to those who believe in his name. So you must believe in Jesus's name. And unfortunately, The Jehovah's Witness Bible, or the New World Translation of the Bible, actually misinterprets John chapter 1 to say that Jesus was not God. It actually says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. And Greek scholars actually do not recognize the New World Translation as being an accurate version of the Bible because it misinterpreted the original Greek text. But unfortunately, because the Jehovah's Witnesses are actively saying that Jesus is not God, but one of many gods, they're doing exactly what it says here in John 1 verses 14, where they are not accepting Jesus as God. And unfortunately, Jesus is not going to accept them in the end. And does that mean that all Jehovah's Witnesses are going to hell? No, I I don't believe necessarily that, but if they do follow the New World Translation of the Bible, then yes, maybe. Because you must accept Jesus as God in order to be accepted into God's kingdom. There are not many paths to God. There are not many paths to salvation. There is one path to salvation. I'm going to state this very clearly, and honestly, I don't care who I offend, because this is the truth. There is one path to salvation, and that path is through jesus christ you must believe that jesus died and rose again for you and now resides in heaven and that he has given you eternal life there are not multiple paths to heaven so unfortunately those who do not receive jesus the way john states here they are not going to be accepted into god's kingdom but those who do receive jesus have the right to become God's children to those who believe in his name. They are going to be born of God, is what verse 13 says. Kind of this idea of being born again. You might hear that a lot in Christian circles. You got to be born again. All that means is that you become a Christian. You become God's child. In other words, you are born again. You're spiritually born again. But now in verse 14, it says the word became flesh and lived among us. So there we go. Clearly talking about Jesus here because because uh, here's what he says. He says he's the only son of the father, full of grace and truth. We know that Jesus is God's one and only son. So then in verse 15, John the Baptist testified about Jesus. He cried out, saying, this was he of whom I said he comes after me and he has surpassed me. And he was before me. That is some powerful stuff that John the Baptist was preaching. And I can imagine that uh, people were like, what is John the Baptist saying here? That somebody is after him, but yet was before him and surpasses him. (laughs) So John's message got people so interested And he testified about jesus in verse 16 it says from his fullness we receive grace upon grace so from jesus we receive so much grace my definition of grace is god not only not giving us what we deserve but blessing us on top of not giving us what we deserve because clearly we don't deserve really anything (laughs) we uh fell from the very beginning of time way back in the Garden of Eden. We don't deserve anything from God. And what we do deserve is punishment. But grace, my definition of it anyway, is God not giving us that punishment that we deserve, but also blessing us. And that's what he did through Jesus. He blessed everybody through his son, Jesus. Then after this, it says the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. So yes, we have the Old Testament law, but Jesus came to fulfill it. He gave us grace and truth on top of the law. And I've talked a lot about how the Old Testament and the New Testament really line up and fit together and how Jesus fulfilled all those prophecies. And I'll get more into that later on. I'm not going to get into that in this podcast episode, just for sake of time, because this next verse is what I really want to focus on here. No one has seen God at any time. (laughs) So many people have been like, this is an inconsistency in scripture because it says in the Old Testament that people did, in fact, see God. And to that I say that what John is talking about here is the Trinity. He is referring to God as God, the father, and no one has seen God, the father. Factually, Moses was not allowed to see God, the father. And even God, the father himself was like, no one can see me without dying (laughs) because my glory is so great. So Moses was not allowed to see God, the father. And then Jesus also says this, actually his own words say, no one has seen the father. So what John is talking about here is God the Father, because we know people have seen Jesus and Jesus is in fact God. But when it comes to God the Father, factually, no one has seen him. There's no record of anybody seeing God the Father. And when we do see different evidences of people seeing God in the Old Testament, it was most likely Jesus before he came down to earth in his earthly body. But no, no one has, in fact, seen God the Father. And we don't have any images of him. And that's why Moses, back in the Old Testament, tying this all together, he says to the Israelites, he's like, you have not seen God the Father. You heard his voice. You didn't see him, though. So don't make any uh, carved images for yourselves because you don't know what God the Father looks like. So yeah, no one has seen God the Father. But we have seen Jesus thankfully, we're going to be able to see him again, because he's going to come down in his glory for the second time. And he is going to come down with uh, righteousness, and he's going to come down with justice. And unfortunately, that's kind of when Jesus is going to do away with those who did not receive him. Like it says here in verse 12, the ones who do receive Jesus, though, become God's children. God himself, God the Father, adopts us into his family when we Receive Jesus. And this is what John is talking about here. He is saying that Jesus is, in fact, God. We need to receive Jesus. We need to believe in Jesus. It's the only way we can even come near God the Father. It's the only way that we can achieve salvation is through believing in Jesus. And guys, I really hope that you do tune in to uh, Saturday's episode because I'm going to really, really go in depth with the Trinity and talk more about how Jesus is, in fact, God. And I think it's going to be a really fun episode. And uh, just the research I've done on it so far has been really eye-opening to me and has taught me a lot. And so I really hope that you guys gain from it also. So once again, that's going to be the episode that airs midnight on Christmas Eve. And I hope you tune in then. Friends and faithful listeners, I hope that you have a wonderful Christmas. Stay safe. I know there's a... uh, pretty bad snowstorm happening in like some parts of the country right now. But I hope you guys stay safe and uh, that you have a wonderful Christmas. I'll see you guys tomorrow for an episode out of Deuteronomy. Happy listening and God bless.